Welcome to the Breaking Bots Podcast. Please put on your safety goggles, tighten your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Here are your hosts, Brian and Cam. I believe that's us. That would be me. Yay, us. Um, it's the kind of insider <laughs> info you don't get normally when uh, the captain of Balespear sends you a picture of him with a skunk. His pet skunk, actually. Wait, what? Yeah. That, I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I'm kind of jealous. I kind of want to. I've always wanted like a weird pet like that, as long as it didn't, you know, like fling its poo all over the house or whatever. That's true. I guess maybe a skunk is just a weird cat. He says it's halfway between a cat and a dog. That's kind of, might be the best of both worlds there. Almost. Yeah, but if it... Uh, I don't know. It looks I, What's wake... the probability that it sprays? That's what I want to know. Well, I'm, I, I think they have those removed. I'm pretty oh. sure. Otherwise, that's a problem, right? Well, yeah, of course it is. Like, I've watched Amazing Animal Friends before where the people have like the weird pets and stuff, and I'm always kind of jealous. Like, I want a Shetland pony <laughs> as my seeing eye horse. I just don't want to be blind. What, what about mini pigs? Do you want some mini pigs? If they only grow to be like the size of your cat, I would say maybe. How about a llama? Actually, you know what? No mini pig because I don't want to feel bad about eating pork. Eh, that's true. I bet mini pigs make great mini bacon. A llama spit at me before, so no. <laughs> oh, welcome to Breaking Bots this week. Uh, it's kind of our year-end roundup, spectacular, fun party time. Oh, yeah. But, the, the season has commenced on us. Um, we're going to keep going, though, at least until... Um, yeah, it may not be as consistent as it has been. I mean, I say consistent, and then we didn't do anything last week, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's cause, well, it's because you were supporting one of the local teams. Yeah. You we'll, went to, to John's watch party. Let's, we'll discuss that later. We'll, we'll get a little self-indulgent here and kind of just talk about our season with these teams and yeah. some of the fun we've had, because... You know, last year we started this and, you know, it was a kick getting to, you know, interview all these teams. And then after the season was over, uh, you know, we got to go to the first Maker Fair and meet all these teams. And then, you know, we've done some things. This year we've had some more local teams get on BattleBot. So we had some watch parties to go yeah. to and all sorts of stuff to do, like in person this time. So best of both worlds. Well, let's talk about the bracket uh, for the last episode just for a few minutes. I mean, we don't have to go into com real complete detail. Um, I, I mean, I think we all pretty much had a good idea of who was advancing out of these fights. Yeah, I but... mean, I think I think we had touched on... We had gotten to the final eight that we had discussed in our last podcast. Yeah. So we can get down to the nitty-gritty here in these final few battles, which we watched um, on the IMAX screen over in Orlando at the Science Center yeah, at the sweet. at the whole Florida watch party that we had, um, we had Witch Doctor there. We had um, the Breaker Box team, Jim Smetkowski and company there. Yeah. Axe backwards, Axe backwards, Kraken, Extinguisher, Gruff, Shredderator, so, Shredderator was there. Are we so, missing anyone? I don't think so. I think that's. I think that was all of them. And Lilith was sick. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we'll definitely. Uh, you know, probably talk to her a little more leading up to Robot Ruckus, and I'm sure I got a she'll... sweet Robot Ruckus shirt, though. You did. That was kind of nice. I just, I wasn't sure if I bought that and we go to Robot Ruckus, 
are all the volunteers wearing that? Because my wife might volunteer, but you know, at the same time, I don't want to be asked like, "Excuse me, where's the nearest?" And I have no idea. So, <laughs> be like wearing a blue polo at Best Buy or Walmart. <laughs> True. God, do not go to Walmart wearing a blue shirt. No, no. Oh God, no. Because then, then you look, especially if it's a blue polo shirt, then you look more professional than the employees. And, yeah, you get asked everything. Oh, yeah. it's See, I don't know if I could do it in Walmart. I could maybe the Genius Bar at Apple. I would, <laughs> yeah, give me your phone real quick. Let me check a look here. Like, all right, let me scroll through your pics. Ooh, good ones. You know, like that. But <laughs> So getting back to the bracket real quick, uh, I was going to ask you what your biggest surprise was. But really, there were no. I, I'm like going back and thinking about it. There were no surprises. The whole bracket went exactly chalk. It just about did. Um, no, no, it literally did. You mean the final four were the final four? Well, no. Well, the final four were. I mean, it, it included Death Roll, but that's just because uh, Minotaur crushed Hydra, so we didn't have a chance to see. So it didn't go completely chalk. Well, no, I'm talking about the final eight. Oh yeah, what the favorites won each of those? Yeah. You know, um, everybody kind of shortchanged Death Roll. I did too. I thought they'd win their first match. I did not think they were going to get past Minotaur, though. And yeah, I was I mean, surprised it, that they got weapon on weapon with them and won those battles. Yeah, I mean, they handled Minotaur pretty easy. Um, Witch Doctor took a lot of damage and nearly, you know, Death Roll nearly pulled off that upset when Witch Doctor got stuck on the floor. That good old getting stuck on the floor. <laughs> oh yeah, that's um. I want to say if you're on, uh, if you like BattleBots Facebook page, they were doing a little live video of uh, installing the new floor. Nice. So, I mean, that's got to mean something for a season five, right? If you're, you know, you wouldn't be investing in a in a new floor if you weren't going to have a season five, right? I'd say it right? looks pretty right? good. Now the question <laughs> is, maybe we can. Um, you know, maybe we can get someone with BattleBots on one of these days. What do they do with the old floor? You know, because bad BattleBots floor, still probably pretty good regional robot combat floor, yeah, I'd say. Maybe. You know, hey. Uh, you can you... Probably, probably a pretty good use for, uh, like, the Orlando Maker Fair, where it doesn't, uh, where they don't use kinetic energy weapons. Maybe the floor doesn't take as much damage. Hmm. Yeah, if it wasn't completely on the other end of the uh, continent, I yeah. would say, yeah, ship it over there. <laughs> Yeah, shipping is probably going to be co- the biggest expense of that at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like minimum, like maybe two semis full of stuff. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Touch on the fights real quick. Um, well, well, I guess we did Witch Doctor Minotaur, or um, Death Roll Minotaur. Um, yeah. Surprised, shouldn't have been. Um, they, I guess, should have been a top four bot because... That's really about where they finished, is I think I had them yeah. third in Cameron's power poll after the season was over. I would say so. Um, I mean, maybe you put them equal with Tombstone, but I think just because their only loss came to that fight against Witch Doctor. So Yeah. And uh, uh, Tombstone pretty much pretty easily handled Whiplash. Yeah, I guess the uh you know, the wedge on Whiplash just wasn't quite up to snuff there, which they had supposedly improved upon it after their battle last year against Tombstone. They had kind of Tombstone-proofed it, but... Yeah, the very first hit ripped half of it right off. Yeah, maybe <laughs> there's, you know, that's easier said than done prepping for Tombstone. Yeah. So, um, you know, a pretty good season out of Whiplash. I want to say 
they're 10 and 5 in the last couple of seasons. Their only losses have been to Tombstone, Bite Force, and Witch Doctor. Yeah. So I it, right now still it looks on my like, inexplicable hate list. Well, and I, you know, we're still hoping to have Jeff on. Um I it just does, it looks like there's kind of a clearly defined line right there as far as where they are. They are the, a really good but not elite team yet. Yeah. And yet I, I you I'd know, say they kind of occupy occupy that space in between. And yet I have hope because they, you know, probably the best lifter and probably maybe the most mobile bot along with Hypershock at the competition. Yeah. Maybe with Hypershock and a Sawblaze. So, and great driving out of them. So, especially I, on three wheels. Yeah. They still operate just fine on three wheels. <laughs> I think there's still room to jump into that elite tier for them. But right now, that, that seems to be where they are. Yeah. Is they're capable of beating everybody, ranked behind them, but they're having problems with those big, you know, those big three teams. And then, of course, you have Bite Force and Lockjaw, which I, yeah. I don't really remember too much because, I mean, we'll, and we'll get into this later, um, but Bite Force just doesn't really have any trouble, it seems. Yeah, no <laughs> peers right now. And no. Again, with Lo- Lockjaw is another team that, you know, it's a veteran driver. Um, I think he gets a little more out of that bot than other teams would. Yeah. I'd say if you put that bot in the hands of just, you know, pick your average driver there, it's probably a two and two team that has to fight for a playoff spot, but he does get the most out of that bot. But at the same time, it's about like with Whiplash, maybe a little notch behind as far as where his ceiling is. Yeah, so we'll just take Bite Force against Tombstone. At, you know, an, an anticipated match ended quick because Tombstone's weapon broke. Like, literally broke, not just stopped working. The blade broke in half. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into that more yeah. um, in our interview. So I won't really... I yeah, won't waste I mean, any words right now because right. we will touch on that, but yeah. And, and then, and probably one of the most entertaining matches of the tournament was Witch Doctor and uh, Death Roll. Uh, Witch Doctor narrowly got the decision. You know, it's one of those ones where it could have gone either way, but... Great match. Uh, some drama there when uh, Witch Doctor stopped moving. Uh, yeah. Definitely the uh, collective breath in Orlando of all the fans there was held. Until yeah, it was they started... definitely a pro-Witch Doctor crowd at that oh, yeah. watch party. <laughs> and, uh, you know, another another spectacular job from uh, Mike Gillately. Gillately. Yeah. Um, Getting that bot moving, he is really in tune with that bot now as far as knowing, you know, what he can and cannot do. Yeah, I it, heard, was, it was cool how they, like, nudged it off the floor just by flicking the self-writer. Like, I read some people talk about how he screwed up, quote-unquote, in the finals, and I'm like, he didn't screw up. It's just he didn't drive it perfectly, which yeah. is basically what's required to even have a chance against bite force but he did still drive it very good it's just there were some things that you know when the bot breaks down yeah and figure the amount of damage they took in the semifinal to even just get a bot ready to go in the finals uh, you know and look as good as it did um you know all props to them unfortunately in front of a a packed uh what do you call imax dome they did not prevail over bite force no and that's uh yeah that's where so, we mean, were it there just, it just all went chalk whatever seed was the higher one one it was like uh it's like a bad ncaa tournament yeah let's all right let's just 
we'll do a tiny look ahead real quick, and then we'll get to our interview. All um, right. Two let's minutes. say we're doing a fantasy battle bots draft for next season right now. Let's just say it's obvious that um, Bite Force and Witch Doctor go one two. Yeah. Who are the next three picks? Well, I mean, because those two are the easy ones. Well, you got to put Death Roll in there. So you're going um, Death Roll three. I'm going Death Roll three. Or they would be your first pick after like, those top two. Well, no, no, that, that would they'd be three. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it, like four, four and under is kind of hard to pick for me because you want to put Tombstone in there, but at the same time. They they seem to have broken a lot this season. Yeah, I I want to say there's a little bubble in there for teams like um, Whiplash. I would say Sawblaze is possibly in there. Uh, you could even make a case for Huge in there. Yeah, maybe possibly huge. Uh, Minotaur. Minotaur. I mean, they fought seemingly every week. I mean, they did have four losses this season. Yeah. So. But they're still but in that. But that. that was an issue at the beginning of the season that they got figured out and fixed and did pretty well for you know for the back end. Any any potential um, high risers? I mean, we've seen we've seen teams like Witch Doctor improve every season, and we saw Hypershock improve even if their record kind of wound up being the same. Yeah. Do you have any kind of high riser prediction for next season? Ooh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Yeti. All right. Maybe finishes higher than they did this time around. Because I think now that he's basically made the decision to ditch those forks, he can just fully like implement that into his design. I'm going to go with Endgame. I kind of feel like if they ever, if Jack ever gets everything figured out, because we talked about it this season, how it wouldn't surprise me if he beat Witch Doctor. But it also wouldn't surprise me if he lost to Breaker Bots. And I mean, maybe Cobalt if they fix that stupid front wedge that keeps getting knocked yeah, off. Yeah, I mean that was that was a pretty <laughs> big, you know, I mean Achilles heel there that if you get the wedge off, they're almost useless. So All right. So we've talked about the tournament. Uh no surprises really. Um uh, but so we invited Earl and Ravi from Bale Spear and Red Devil on to go over some end of the year awards with us. Yeah, we welcome some of our good friends back. Um, Ravi joins us for the third time, so he yeah. he is a part of the three timers club now, along with Hal Rucker and Jen Herkenroder. Yeah, and uh, they of course again shoot down my hot dog question. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert. Yes, we nobody else thinks it's a sandwich anymore. Yeah, we had royalty come in and decide for us this time. <laughs> That's true. All right, well, without further ado, let's get to that. We got Earl and Ravi. folks and we are back with our season ending spectacular we have two guests that we've we've had on the podcast before but uh not this season yeah so we're gonna welcome back first of all we um this first guest has had two different battle bots and battle bots before he has had lichen and red devil uh from team all black robotics please welcome ravi babalal how are you doing tonight ravi hey guys i'm doing just fine great great good hopefully i didn't screw up your last name too bad this time Nope, just right. fine. No worries. Okay. And then uh, our second guest, another uh, favorite of the podcast, uh, 
he is from Balespear, which my phone corrected to Bakespear, uh, but <laughs> from Farge and, uh, and I tongue-tied that, from Forge and Farm Robotics, please welcome Earl Pancoast. How are you doing tonight, Earl? Armageddon! Woo! Doing good, doing good. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking. For, we're um, we're kind of excited because uh, we haven't seen Bale Spear in a year, but we are going to get to see a new, bigger, badder version of this at the uh, Robot Ruckus at Maker Fair. Do you have any uh, sneak peeks as to what we might be seeing? Well, you know me; there'll be V treads and uh, some farm puns, and uh, there's a couple of videos floating around. But uh, you know, I'm trying to keep it a little under wraps until I unveil it there. Fair enough. How do you like your chances there? We got it's a smaller arena. There's no KE weapons that go on there, um, but we're gonna have a very big list of uh, you know BattleBots teams, and you know we've always got some up and comers there. Uh, you like your chances in the tournament there at all? Yeah, I hope so. Um, it looks pretty good. I was looking over the list. Biggest thing for me is there's no Valkyrie to rip all my wheels off. That's 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 <laughs> uh, key. <laughs> well, to be fair, they've done that to a lot of teams, so it wasn't just you. Oh no, no. But yeah, we're uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. We got I mean, it's a very impressive lineup this season. I think we last count there were twenty six BattleBots teams in there. So yeah, we are looking forward to that. And um, Ravi, last we saw you were uh, captaining Red Devil. Um, had a little separation anxiety in one of those matches there. But uh, what have you been up to in this season that you've taken off from BattleBots? A little separation anxiety, huh? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, go back to Valkyrie. Um, I mean, the offseason's been busy. Um, I think the big thing is we went down to China and fought in Shanghai on King of Box 2. Nice. Uh, There's a bit of a snafu there, but we um, found ourselves fighting robots in China, which was a great fun. Um, I got bored of my old job, so I found a new one. And been working on uh, some new robots and some new robotic events down in Canada. Are you uh, are you still captaining the uh, makerspace in your local area? That was actually one of the things I uh, moved on to the new team. I uh, had enough going on where uh, you know I didn't need to keep going with that, and the place was starting to thrive. So I uh, you know let it go as it were. And the new team is doing a fantastic job in building the space. Okay, was that your first time in China, or had you been there before? I'm sorry? Was that your first uh, time in an event in China, or had you been there previously? No, that was my first time. Oh, okay. Uh, good experience, I take it? Overall, yes. Okay. It was a little strange, a little scary at times, but overall, I had a blast. Okay, yeah, I'm, I've been watching, uh, you know, some of the videos kind of trickle in. I guess I've never really seen, like, a consistent stream, but... Uh, yeah, so far so good. There's, it's um, it's amusing sometimes to see some of the bots that are clearly imitations of bots here, but that doesn't mean that they're uh, necessarily bad. It's just uh, it's kind of funny to see. Um, did you see any familiar faces when you were over there? Aside from your oh own yeah, team? there's a lot of battle bot builders and a lot of uh, sort of UK builders up there. So you know, you get to see um, the Shredder other guys, the um, some of the Robot Wars guys like uh, the Pulsar team and. Um, whatnot. So, quite a few new faces and uh, Chinese teams, but also quite a few uh, old players, people who've been around for a while. So, what do those people think of Edward Robinson? I know he sometimes gets a side eye from people here as being kind of a strange and funny bird. You know, I, I like Ed. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a strange cat. He certainly has some uh, proclivities to him and some uh, funk. But overall, I think he's a good person. I'll give him that. Yeah, we, we had him on uh, this year. Uh, I think he had a pretty hard time in China, though. Yeah, I can see that. that way. That was a new bot he was doing, so you know, probably a lot of kinks to work out. But uh, it was good that he at least he was uh, a little upset that he missed BattleBots this season because he thought they were going to be at the same time. But he was able to get Sharko in as an alternate, so at least he got a couple matches in. I assume we haven't seen any yet, but I'm hoping. So, all right. Yeah, that's what he says, but I haven't seen a single fight. No, I was even I was going to have a best alternate award, but I just haven't haven't really seen enough yet to really determine that. So it was going to be down to like Shredderator and Extinguisher and maybe another bot or two, but uh, just kind of an incomplete category. So I nixed that one. So, but um, I, right, so are you, if you guys are ready, we can jump into some end of the season awards with you guys. Cause um, you guys haven't, you guys weren't there this year. So, I mean, a little more so than us, you weren't just casual fans, but uh, you know, observers at home too. So you got to kind of see it like we did. So, be kind of cool to get everybody's opinion on uh, some of these. Alrighty. All right, let's go here. Um, the first category I have is best newcomer. Um, I didn't necessarily say rookie because some of these teams have been here plenty before. Um, but we had Hydra, Black Dragon, Uppercut, Railgun Max, and Quantum. And as always, if you have your own... Feel free to chime that in. These are just, you know, some of the ones that I made note of. Brian, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> oh, Earl, take take the wheel here. I was actually thinking Ribot. Okay, that was a cool. They're really good for a newcomer. Yeah, they had um, All right. a couple good matches there, especially against Endgame. That was a nice fight from them. And, you know, dismembered frog, well, foam frogs, I should say. Dismembered foam frogs. Always entertaining and frightens the children. <laughs> Earl, do you have a winner in this one? I oh, know Earl. You already said what. Ravi, what do you got on this one? Uh, well, you know, I almost want to give it to uh, Railgun Max on principle. Okay. Because um, I, you know, I met that team and uh, I thought they were, I thought they were just great. But I, uh, I almost have to say, Uppercut's got to take it. They went the furthest of all those teams. That is true. And they had an impressive season. Yeah, well, I'm on my winners list. I have uh, I have Black Dragon. Um, I really thought they got hosed on their decision, but was that in a tournament? <laughs> yeah, or you mean or the Texas Twister fight? Either one. Okay, yeah, it's close. Um, <laughs> yeah, I but they, I mean they 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 got into the tournament. So. I said Hydra, despite their early exit, they did have a pretty good season. No, they. I mean. I'm sure those guys are nice guys, but they did not fight anybody before the tournament, and they, it, it showed when they got wrecked. All right. Well, that's good. We got four different answers there, though. I like that. I like the variance here. Um, that just means there's a bunch of good you know, new bots coming up. So the next one I had, oh. and what was that? Yeah, it's Hydra, a really new team. You know, are we going to split this up here, or is that just a new bot? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I said new. I mean, I guess I, I meant new bot versus like new team. So, but you know, you can make your own. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, if you said new team, then absolutely, I think Uppercut Ribot were definitely two of the best ones yeah. there, and Black Dragon. They all brought it. I mean, I guess that's kind of cheating. It's not like the Uerts have not been around. So, eh, I'll throw mine out. All right. Uh, 
So next we have biggest surprise. Um, this just means, yeah, just whatever team you were most surprised with this season. So again, I got a few examples. Feel free to branch out. Um, I have Witch Doctor, Death Roll, Cobalt, and our buddy Al Kendall and Blacksmith. What do you think? Girl? I go Death Roll. Death Roll. All right. Yeah. Man after my own heart. Well, that's three death rolls here. Yeah, I think so. All right. So we just left, got Robbie. I go Texas Twister. Texas Twister? Yep. Texas Twister. Because, (laughs) sorry, I'll give it to Death Roll. Death Roll is amazing. Okay. And I'm not surprised because they took that robot to China a few times and they took it to Russia Mm -hmm. and they kicked bot left, right, and center and they really refined it down to a killer. So I'm not surprised they did well. What I am surprised is that Fuzzy built Texas Twister and fell into the pitfalls of Texas over and over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the instability and in how that fights and how it drives. I was, <laughs> I was surprised by that. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Did you think it was... Did you think that bot fought better upside down or did he have it right going with the... Like... <laughs> <laughs> he should have fought upside down. What's that? He said he should have fought it upside down. Oh. Yeah, he should have fought it upside down. All right. <laughs> and um, Now, I know this is just a big troll job, Oh me? it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about the whole Valkyrie thing? No. Okay. Why would, I meant, why would I be talking about that? There were some people who suggested that might be a ripoff of Valkyrie. Some people close to Valkyrie. Eh. You know, but then again, I mean... I agree, but it's not the first time that a bot's been copied. So I'll, you know, just leave it at that. But yeah, I mean, uh, that was a pretty good run from Fuzzy there. Uh, daughter's a pretty good driver, actually. So I got to give her credit. I hadn't seen her before, but they said she's like, you know, been doing it for 10 years plus. So, um, you know, pretty good job from her, though. All right. So, yeah. Well, I, see, so, and my best newcomer would have been Death Roll, too. But I didn't realize this before we interviewed him, that they had been there before and unfortunately their their tail got in the way that they have since replaced with the most awesome self-writing tool ever oh you like the stab not the stabby stab and best celebration tool yeah that's why i put them on surprise instead of newcomer because i knew they'd been there before (laughs) so um so now we did best surprise um this one i know ravi had a good answer last year so biggest disappointment and there were a few that i had but i narrowed it down to end game Minotaur, Bronco, and Monsoon. Well, three of those robots won a match. Well, yeah. I mean, the low-hanging fruit here is Bronco, obviously. And that's that's my pick, because it went from being this dominant force, and then he puts Plangers on the bottom, and it completely ruins his bot. Well, yeah. I mean, that was my choice, too. What do you guys got? (laughs) I think we're missing one. Okay. Tombstone. Yeah. I. Well, how can it be a disappointment, though? He made it to the Final Four. But, yeah, I mean, that was... Okay. All right, let's, let's break it down. He Please. made it to the Final Four. We know what Tombstone can do. We've seen him crash robots left and center. When he gets into that final fight with Bite Force, we're all on the edge of our seat expecting two Titans to be duking it out for three minutes, kicking ball left, right, and center. And he whiffs it in 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> That was, and I, and I know it's not because of the robot, and I know it's because of pre-existing damage, and I know the blade was cracked, et cetera, et cetera. But man, I was so disappointed to see that fight not go three minutes. 
It was. Uh, we were we were at a watch party in Orlando, the one that had like Witch Doctor and all the Florida teams there. And there was kind of a collective sigh when that happened. Just a ah. Uh, so I, I can agree right, with that. Two amazing robots mm-hmm. and Tombstone, unfortunately, bites the dust so quickly. That was the biggest disappointing moment this season, in my mind. Well, that's why we brought you on. We didn't bring you on to agree with us. We brought you on to, uh, you know, have your opinion on this, which I respect. So, Earl, what do you got in this one? I'm going to have to go with Bronco going 0 and 4, man. Uh, that's that's just rough. I know. It's if if you'd have told me before the season, if you would have made a bet, I yeah, I'd have cleared out my bank account saying that wouldn't happen. So now, I, I mean, I, I agree with Ravi uh, mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I was all excited. Can't wait for this match. And then, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I didn't want to see it go that way. Like he said, I want to see a you know, slobber knocker. I wanted them two Titans beating, beating the heck out of each other. But that's how it goes. Yeah. Sorry, what, did you, what did you want to see? A slobber knocker. <laughs> Come on. Jerry, you, you never watched WWF back in the day? No. No. I, no? I got your back. I know that reference. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a you know they would use that in WWE or like a boxing match that the two guys were just blocking punches with their face. They, they used that <laughs> one a lot back then. So I got you there. Now, can I ask you guys as two bot builders, what do you guys think of what Bronco, what the guys they've done to Bronco as far as like putting those plangers on the bottom and leaving them there? I I I, I hate. To criticize them because they obviously I, I built Bale Spear and they built Bronco, so let me get that <laughs> out of the way. Because I, you know, I, I'm far from knowing what I'm doing, but I, I really thought they'd do better with like punji sticks, you know, something sticking out all the way around. Yeah, but the that just lends them to be wedged, in, in my opinion. I mean, I get I get the point of to keep the keep the um, spinners at at arm's length. Like I, there was a there was a bot one point I saw called uh, Swan Cena, which was hilariously named, <laughs> and it was a three D printed beetle, but it had just straight sticks sticking out all the way around it, and as the vertical spinner would come in, he'd pick the sticks off, but the sticks would just break away, but he could never get to the main body of the robot, and I always thought that was a great idea, and I never figured out how to implement that at two hundred fifty pound, you know, scale. I get what they're Are doing. Are we talking about those uh, swoopy things on the side? Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. call them plangers, I think. Yeah, I think that's the technical term for. Them. <laughs> I just call. I just them... think they got bored. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I heard they they showed up late to the competition and just didn't seem like their heart was in it this season. I mean, I'm judging from what I see on television, which you know is obviously wrong. But yeah, they just didn't really seem like they were hundred percent there this time. So. I don't know. I mean, there was the the most disappointing match I would have to concur with Robbie was easily Tombstone Bite Force because that was the one you were kind of holding your breath saying, maybe this is going to be that match. You know, we finally get to see these two at the top of their game. And then you're like, ah, shit. Next. So, oh, well. Um, so now, again, this is one anybody can chime in their, uh, yeah, their opinion on this one. But I had best driver. Um, the four I had were uh, Mike Gelately from Witch Doctor, Paul Ventimiglia, shocker there, um, the legendary, as they like to say on TV, Donald Hudson, and Matty Vasquez. 
Brian, lead us off here. Who you got on this one? Um, I I think I think Mike from Witch Doctor, just because of the the movie pulled off against Death Roll when he noticed he was caught on the floor and was able to pry himself off of the floor. Uh, I you know that that save is really kind of the difference between like maybe uh, you know not and we just don't want to pick Paul because he wins all the time. Yeah, and Mike seems to see like he knows what he's doing now. It's <laughs> yeah. been a few years. He's got some you know experience under his belt. How about you guys? I'm going to go with Donald. Okay. I noticed a few things this season. Uh, that robot he's got there, it's, it's a lot harder to drive, I think, than it looks. You know, you notice the, the, the weapon pod floats inside that body, mm-hmm. and the robot itself has a fair bit of bounce to it as it's driving around. And the more and more it gets hit, it looks like the more unstable it becomes when, it, when it's driving around. So after a couple of hits, it, I feel like that thing just gets worse and worse to drive. But he still keeps it on target every time. Hmm. So yeah. I'm going to give him that one. Okay. I, know, I can't go with that. That's my inexplicable hate bot. I, I don't know why I don't <laughs> like it. I just don't. <laughs> he's, a, he's a veteran, though. I mean, if you make a mistake, that guy capitalizes. I got to give him that. Earl, who you got in this one? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with uh, Vasquez. Okay. With their fight, you know, when they fought he, uh, huge man, that was just well controlled, right? Well done fight. Did you think uh, that was one of the ones that we where it was a kind of controversial match for us? Um, I take it you think that uh, Whiplash won that fight. I'm gonna be honest, I. I kind of thought Huge did, but I know he, he controlled Huge like nobody else did. But as far as driving, he had it all over Huge. But I, I felt like I, I don't know for sure because I wasn't there the season, right? Mm-hmm. Was his spinner working at the end or not? Like no. I never – it didn't look like it was to me. So I thought Huge should have had it for the damage. I, I definitely – but I definitely think, you know, Vasquez outdrove him. I just I, – I still kind of was on the edge that I thought that should have been a huge win. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but, okay. but I can't take apart. I can't take away from the guy's driving, right? He was driving awesome. Oh yeah, but yeah, you know, control. He had it. Yeah, that that was kind of how we felt too. I mean, it didn't look like Jonathan felt too bad about that. Like, oh no, I don't get to get destroyed by Tombstone next round. But, yeah, and that yeah, I was kind of happy to see that rematch too, to be honest. So exactly, I I kind of did. I mean, um, yeah, I I kind of thought if anybody had a chance in that one, it was going to be Whiplash. And I don't know if that factors into the judges' decisions at all. I doubt it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of think I'm like, all right, it's going to be a better matchup. So, And it maybe could have been, but didn't look like that front wedge was doing its job again. So, uh, all right. So best defensive bot um, I had, and this doesn't necessarily mean pure beat defense, but just, yeah, bot that's best able to take a beating here. Um, Sawblaze, Gruff, Duck, of course, Al Kendall and Blacksmith, can't leave out bite force and death roll. So I was all over the board on this one. Ooh, best offensive bot. Uh, I didn't actually write anything down for this, but just hearing your uh, suggestions, I guess I kind of have to go with blacksmith. They, uh, they took quite a few licks and, and kept on ticking this year. So they never really seemed to have much damage. Earl, this might gruff. Okay. I was going to say, oh, Earl, this one. might be his area expertise. See, I, cause, uh, I missed you uh, saying that Because Bale Spear is a tank, so I kind of I respect Earl's decision on this one. 
Gruff went through the whole match of Tombstone, still working at the end. Like I, I, I see why the judge's decision went the way it went, but I, you know, I really, I, I thought he had it honestly before they went, before they, before they uh, ended. But he just kept taking hit after hit after hit and just kept working. Yeah, I yeah, I'll give it to Gruff. Okay, I'll now, Ravi, question here for you: uh, that Gruff Tombstone match that we're talking about. Had that been at another competition, like Robo Games or something like that, do you think the judge's decision goes the same way? Interesting. Um, I, I mean, I hope it would. Mm-hmm. Okay. That yeah. one I was torn on. So, you know, I played a little game with myself after each match. I fast, I fast forward through all the fluff. You know, I go, I go straight to the fights. Okay. But after each fight, I kind of think, okay, who's going to win? And then uh, fast forward through that and just kind of keep going. But that one I wasn't sure of. I, wa- I waited to watch the winner-loser uh, announcement on that one because I wasn't sure which way they were going to go. I was torn. I'd give it to Gruff or to give it to Tombstone either way. But I would agree with Earl. I think Gruff uh, would take that one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there, we had them on. Uh, Jason Ryan from that team, his, his argument was just they counted, you know, they took off the um, flamethrower and they counted that as weapon damage. But he said, well, if my flame doesn't count as weapon damage on them, then why should it count for him taking that? Whoa, sorry, something in my throat. Why should that count for them damaging it as primary weapon damage? He had a fair point on that part. Uh, I don't know. I think that was a bit weak. And damage, like you, put, damage. you put something on the robot, whether it's for cosmetics or not, it's part of your robot, and you've designed it to take a hit. Okay. And if it takes a hit and goes out, you know, it's still part of the deal. Yeah. It's still damage done. Okay. Yeah, now... Yeah, I mean, damage is damage. Yeah, I mean, when we had... Man, I can't get my throat clear. We had them on after the fight, and they were very diplomatic, and they understood the judge's decision. I think Jason was just kind of like saying, here's why he thought it should be a little closer, because if I'm not mistaken, that was a unanimous decision, right? Yeah. Okay. So he was kind of just saying, like, Maybe it should have been a split decision. Maybe it should have been closer. Here's why. But, um, yeah, we've seen that bot up close quite a few times. And if that's the only part Tombstone did damage to, which doesn't surprise me, but you know, still pretty impressive. But that's the only part that's, like, really thin, like maybe a millimeter thick. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I agree with you there. If it's on the weapon, it's damage. Um, all right, so my next award, I only had a few that I had clever names for, and you shot my last one down. So, um. <laughs> This one is the Control-Alt-Delete award for the bot that needs a reboot the most. Um, so I have Bronco here. Yeah. This is I, just, which one of these bots do you think that kind of need to go back to the workshop and um, either completely redo or, you know, redo a lot of it for? Um, I had Bronco, Bombshell, um, Shredderator, Double Jeopardy, why, I don't know, and Axe Backwards. And of course, again, if you've got another one, chime in. I mean, all good candidates for sure, but just based on their you know success in the past and like just how it hasn't kept up with the times, it's uh, just the thing. It's got to be Bronco. All right, now I'm going Bombshell. I think there's a decent robot in there. I just think they and not having um, Michael this season may have hurt, but yeah, I still think there's a decent robot in there that they could pull out. What about you guys? I'm going to say Axe Backwards. Yeah. Oh, you said Axe Backwards, uh, Earl? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's... Did, he, did he get spun up a single match this season? 
I don't think so. No, and he it was funny. He brought his he brought Axe backwards to uh, the watch party we went to, and it was still totally missing that drum that got cleaved off in the deep six fight. <laughs> he just he basically just like tacked it together with the two drums just for show. Yeah. Right. So um, I, I thought Bombshell looked pretty good this year. I mean, performance notwithstanding, I think they they sat down and they did some real work on that thing. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, against uh, I think Lockjaw, they looked really good for about the first half of that match, and then you know started breaking down a little bit. I mean, it happens against them, but um, I just figured, yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know. We can discuss Bronco in depth more later, but I think they might be the closest to a good rebound if they do tweak some things. But, you know, just again. Well, let's see here. Um, now, this one might draw some ire from the room. Um, and I don't know if there was any good candidates this season, but I threw it in there anyway. Best mini bot. Um, and we had, and there is a very slim pickings here. Um, we have the Narwhal from Kraken. Um, the stick from Kronos and Warhawk's stupid kit bot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna say the the narwhal, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it has a name too, but I don't remember what it was. But yeah, I know Mrs. Spurk told us, but I did not remember. Um, I'm going with stick because it got in the way of that in that one fight, and they won. <laughs> so sure, I think that was Copperhead. Um, do you guys even have an opinion on this, or do you just hate many bots with a passion? Wasn't uh, wasn't Bot Dragon was it Bot How who had a mini bot that just got obliterated by its own drum? Yeah, was that was that, that one was, who? No, I think it was Railgun Max. Oh. Was it Railgun Max? I think so. Is I it? I can't remember who, but there was one mini bot that just got whipped by its bigger bot. Yeah, I, always, yeah. I love when that, that, that happens. Because he's dead now. <laughs> i love robbie's answer on that that's a win yeah i i knew that was not you know you guys are not really the biggest fans of the mini bots especially not the kits but uh yeah i mean i guess that was probably the most fun we got out of a mini bot i did like um whoever took warhawk out finally chased that mini bot down and just smashed it to hell and that was kind of amusing too and uh so um would you guys just do away with mini bots and battle bots altogether if you could? Yeah. Hey, by the way, it was Railgun Max. It was Railgun Max. Okay. Thank you. Sweet. Is it is it racist that we couldn't tell the two Chinese teams apart? Not the teams, <laughs> but the bots. Yeah. What's that? No, you got to no, remember no. the egg beater drum, man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I remember the difference between them. I just didn't remember who had a mini bot. Is all. <laughs> no, one who. Yeah, they're the ones that beat Mammoth, and Railgun Max was three and one, and kind of lost a free shipping. Yeah, but um, okay. I will say one who though is a, a badass looking robot though. It's super cool looking. You know, I was going through a best hits of 2019 montage last night, and one who had quite a few on there. I mean, it did a lot more than I thought it did, and you know, they did have a really good match against Mammoth. It was one of the again controversial ish decisions but yeah i mean that was a bot that kind of surprised me i wasn't sure it was going to be that good at the beginning of the year and towards the end of the year i was like yeah they absolutely deserve to come back it's kind of like ribbot on that one um the next one i have here is the gianni versace uh, okay let me do this again gianni versace style award 
Last year, we did like the best dressed team. Now I'm going to do the best dressed individual. Um, and the I don't even know what that reference means. We're talking to a farmer that wears muck boots about the best dressed person. Come on. <laughs> Versace is like some famous designer. Something like that. Okay. All right. Well, oh, Versace. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll follow you now. Yeah, all right. Now, the ones I had here, and again, Earl, this can be, this is in the eye of the beholder. If you think that, um, I'm trying to think, if, if you think that Ricky Williams was his giant Nintendo Ricky power Willems. glove, Ricky Williams was the best I, dress. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Rob Massick with his Carhartt bibs. He's just got my heart right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, let's see, I had, um, I had uh, Jen Herkenroder from Scorpios because she was wearing like the leather jacket get up when the rest of the team was wearing their t-shirts. Yeah. Um, Victor Soto, you know, with the stylus glasses and the glow in the dark. Um, uh, let's see. Isaac Lubarski from Hypershock because I know he designs all the stuff for their teams. And the blue Teletubby from the Rainbow team. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I think I'll, I'm going to give it to Victor for the shiny gold uh, jacket and neon glasses. I'll go with Jen for having a costume when the rest of the team didn't. Well, no to, be, to be fair, I'll somebody to, made uh, it. Uh, I say Witch Doctor, guys. Oh, okay. I love their they, hats. It's always on point. They've got the full costume. They've got all the regalia. They've got all the props. I can't help but give them that. Fair enough. Yeah, and that was um, when we were at that watch party. Uh, the most of anybody dressed up was clearly Witch Doctor fans. You had a lot of hats in the audience. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were dressed more Witch Doctor than Witch Doctor. Yeah, that's kind of cool to see. They just show up to watch parties and t-shirts. I want you guys to think about the Witch Doctor costume. You've got you're at BattleBots. You've been your entire team's been slaving away to get this robot ready to build all the spare parts. And then you got to go about and doing that badass paint job, making sure everything works, put it in the crate, all that stuff. Somewhere during that chaotic period of time where most builders don't have time to eat or sleep, they managed to put together this amazing costume with all these props, have them all work, you know, put electronic eyes on hats and that, you know, voodoo skull they've got. They probably put more time into getting their costume and stuff down than most teams do into making sure they have enough spare parts. <laughs> like that commitment. Well, and, it, and, too, and it's like you can't really say, well, if they put that time into their bot, maybe they do better. Well, I mean, they finished second place, so. There you go. Yeah, they're bringing it. Uh, that's, that's fair enough there. Um, all right, now, every season so far in the reboot, there's been a team that had a successful season that slid the next year. We had, uh, we had Ghost Raptor from season one to two kind of fell off. Um, Bombshell from two to three. And then Bronco this year. So I was wondering if, and this is kind of hard to predict, but if you could take a guess on who might slide next season, who would you suggest it might be? Uh, few, the few I had possibly were Death Roll, Hydra, Black Dragon, and Scorpios. I think it's going to be Hydra because I think because they had, you know, they went into the tournament with a four zero record this year. I think they're going to put them up against some stiffer competition next year. Expectations might be it. a bit high. Yeah. Any opinion from you guys on this one? Um, I think Hydra will keep up the winning streak for a little while, simply because they haven't lost enough, obviously, that people don't know how to fight that robot yet. 
Okay. It always takes a while. Think about Tombstone. Nobody really knew, even though he's uh, you know been around with that designer for a while. People had a lot of trouble figuring out how to fight him. And we look at this season, and obviously, I think people have figured out how to fight Tombstone. And I think that's going to keep going downhill for him. I think people have finally kind of figured it out, and he's going to start seeing a fall from grace. Hmm. Interesting. I I kind of worried about that myself, and I I thought that a bit after the rotator fight this season too. Um, Earl, what you got on this one? I'm going to go bite force. Yes, that's a hot take. I want to hear why. Right? I mean, he, I'm not going to. You know, I don't think he's going to slide, but I think if every builder isn't thinking about what you would do to to combat him, I mean, he's got three out of the, you know three, three out of four. Yes. Yeah. He's got he he's the one you got to be thinking about. He's the one you got to be gaming for. He's the one you got to figure out how you're going to beat him because you can't be the best until you beat the best. Damn, Skippy! Oh, you think you think he's going to come back? I question that myself. I don't know if Bite Force is going to be back or Paul is going to be back with the same robot. I mean, at that point, you've got the hat trick. You've got nothing to do but fall. Well, that, that, that's another know. question. Like, is he going to keep coming back? Right. I mean, this this sport's expensive. It takes a lot of time. I, you know, I had to take a year off. You took a year off. Maybe he'll say, "Well, I've got three. I'll sit back, and maybe he'll come back to the following season. Who knows? I, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like he's the kind of guy who chases the challenge. You know, he's like he's always looking for a challenge. And is is it really at this point going to be a big challenge for him to come back for a fourth run? Or is he going to be looking for something new? I'm not sure. That's a good point because he it's kind of seems like the guy that is like his team is so and I, it just seems like he's a prototypical like if there was a professional robot fighting outfit, his would be the one. And it's almost like, you know, you see him fight. They don't re- it doesn't seem on the surface, obviously, that they take much damage. Um, I mean, obviously, there's stuff I'm sure underneath the chassis and stuff that we don't see and. Like it just, but like he didn't seem to break a sweat this season, right? It doesn't seem like the challenge is there for him, and I could totally see you guys' point that maybe he doesn't come back. Now I don't know. I mean, you can't you can't outwork him. He is the hardest, most dedicated builder I've seen in the pits. Like I feel like he rebuilds a thing every single match. They go over everything. Like you you can't out hustle him in the pits. He's got it down. Mm. But you got like I said. I would love to have seen Huge get him in the uh, bracket of 16, right? Yeah, Huge I would have loved that, to see uh, that rematch. I, right, because Huge seems to have the splitting in half thing sorted out. I'd love to have seen him, you know, fight Bite Force this season. Or I'd like to have seen Chomp go back at him again, right? Like, there's he's not unbeatable. <laughs> he's very difficult, and he works hard, and he deserves the success he's gotten. Um, but I would like to see other designs go against him. All right, so you you kind of answered a question I had. I was going to ask this later on. I mean, and obviously we've kind of asked if he will even return, but if Bite Force does return, I was going to ask who everybody thinks has a chance of beating him because at this point, yeah, it doesn't look quite fair. Like, he's playing in a different league. So um, I guess huge was one of the thoughts that I had uh, as far as, you know, and I would say Yeti gave him a pretty good match this season. I don't know if it was like wire to wire or anything, but that was definitely the cl- the most he sweated this season. Uh, Ravi, do you have an answer as far as like if he does come back, who could beat him? <clears throat> oh, let's see. Maybe like I think the only him. way to beat. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I think the only way to beat him is probably to outdrive him, hmm. and there's only a handful of drivers who have the chops for that. 
right. Yeah, I couldn't put a name to it, but some of the, the top drivers are the only ones who are going to have a chance. Yeah, I know we kind of, I watched with some intrigue during the Hypershock match, and there were a couple of opportunities that you know, were just missed by Will Bale. And that's not to say he had a driving mistake. It's just, you know, it, it requires near perfection to beat Paul. And I don't think anybody quite got that. And even some teams, even their perfect perfection is not good enough against Bite Force. So, yeah, I mean, that was just one. I didn't know if maybe he comes back with a different robot or something because, yeah, at some point, you guys are right, and that was a great segue. At, it's it's got to not be a challenge at this point because it didn't seem like anybody really made him sweat. So, um, so now this one, I had a couple examples, but I kind of feel like you guys are going to have some different ones here, and I hope so. Um, but the best match of the season, um, the few that I could remember offhand, and I was kind of skimming through uh, DVR watching some um, – I had Death Roll versus Endgame, Rotator versus Tombstone. Um, we had Black Dragon and Minotaur for the um, Desperado final. Uh, I had Whiplash and Witch Doctor. I thought that was a really good match. And then uh, Duck Cobalt. But I'm sure you guys might have some different ones there. Brian. Uh, yeah, I have, uh, for my favorite match this year, was probably Death Roll and Witch Doctor in the semifinals. Yeah, it was a that great was a, match. That was a pretty good one. They they hit pretty hard back and forth. Um, you know, the Witch Doctor team there telling us they basically had to pretty much rebuild the entire robot after that fight. Uh, that it, it was so beat up. So, and your idea for a great match can be different. It could be like just destruction, or it could just be a back and forth. So, um, Earl, you got one for this one. I, my favorite was Groff and Tombstone. Yes. Not many people take Tombstone to three minutes and survive, right? I, you know, how many, you know, that, that's my opinion. How many judges' decisions do you get with Tombstone? Did you ever see a standing O in the pits like they seemed to give Gruff when they came back there after that match? Uh, probably, but I don't, you know, I, to put me on the spot, I don't remember offhand <laughs> which match. But I, I mean, I, I just thought that was an awesome match. I was on the edge of my seat the whole match, right? Like, I just, uh, you know. That, to me, was one of the better better slugfests. Oh, us too. I mean, it's like um, Sam's a laid-back dude, and he always kind of looks like, you know, he just kind of woke up almost. I mean, he's a real laid-back guy. But you see him before that match. They show the camera him right before that match is starting, and that's the most dialed-in I have ever seen that guy by far. And he even said, like, the adrenaline at that point, he's like, I'm in the pit. This is Tombstone. He's like, he was just pure adrenaline at that point. So, I mean, it was fun to see. So, Robbie, uh, you I think, f- uh, I think it was, shoot, I'm trying to remember, Warhawk versus Hydra. Ooh, okay. War, yeah, Warhawk versus Hydra. You know, we got two brand new robots, pretty much, brand new Hydra, uh, never seen before in the field. Warhawk completely rebuilt. They put a lot of time in the off game to perfect in that robot. Um, it was a, I, I, I see that match as being very, Interesting. It was the first match where I think um, Hydra proved itself to the rest of the competitors that it was something to reckon. Mm-hmm. And Warhawk proved itself to be ignored for the rest of the match, <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the tournament. Right? It was an interesting dichotomy of here's a robot we expect crazy hits from, torn asunder, and here's a robot that no one's really sure about tearing him asunder. I think that was a very interesting match. Yeah, that was true. I mean, we didn't, at that point, Hydra, 
you were thinking, okay, this could be Bronco 2.0. This could be Sub-Zero 2.0. We don't know. And yeah, I mean, it's, that was a very, that I have that listed on another, uh, yeah, another nomination here, but, uh, what do you think went wrong with Warhawk this season? They just really didn't seem to have it. I'll tell you what went wrong. Rubber wubbies. Okay. They use the so their robot is uh, more or less three sections, right? It's a two dry claws and the center body for the weapon, and then the, you know they got the the armor on the front. Each of these three sections are connected with rubber vibration isolation sandwiches. You know, colloquial known as the rubber wubbies in uh, in BattleBots. Okay. And, um, and they probably have, I don't know, a whole block of them in the robot. I couldn't pause the number. But if you look at the robot and you look at the separations, you can kind of see the, the split line is where these rubber wubbies are. They obviously failed one after another during that hydro fight, right? And the robot just kind of started coming apart. Yeah, it did. Hmm. I mean... I guess, you know, it's, it, it might be hard to survive a fall from however many feet that was. But, yeah, that one did kind of have the separation anxiety this season. It was the one that split pretty <laughs> – I mean, that was uh, – I think I have that as one of my best, like, hits slash knockouts this season. But, yeah, I mean, just – it was uh, a <clears throat> – you know, Warhawk was a team. I'm like, all right, they, they got in the tournament last season. I was kind of expecting them to be somewhere around that, like, 16 to 20 range and just didn't happen for them. I probably should have put them – on the disappointment list if I didn't, but, um, yeah. So, um, all right. So the next category I have, um, I didn't know what to call this category. Basically it's the worst add on award. I, I thought about naming it the Ewoks award for just the absolute worst add on, but, uh, well, who, who, who's had some bad plastic surgery? Who do you mean? Ooh, oh, I like, don't know. Like, like just a celebrity that's had bad plastic surgery. Like maybe the Meg Ryan award, Joan rivers. Didn't she die oh, from it? I don't it? know. Is Mickey it too Rourke. soon? Oh, Mickey Rourke, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Because he was in The Wrestler, you know, fighting. We'll, get, we'll call it the Mickey Rourke Award. All right. So I had, um, let's see here. The, the worst add-on award, I had Bronco for their unicorn horn versus Huge. I had Hypershock for the Rakes versus Huge. And P1 for those sparks on their spoiler thingy that didn't make any sense. <laughs> That's all oh, I got yeah. for this one. So uh, those P1. are the only three. Well, P ones doesn't count because that that's just part of its spot. I think I don't think it was something they added. I, I when you say worst add on that to me that's like something specific they added on for an opponent. And to me, it's got to be hyper shock with the rakes because the rake ultimately ended up clogging its weapon and proved its downfall. So. Yeah, I guess with the P one thing, it just looked like it was always taking damage. So I didn't quite get it. <laughs> that's true. Um. So, Robbie, you got one for this? Uh, I almost want to give it to uh, Endgame. Hmm. So unnecessary shade. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, the shade, the the um, lifting. Yeah, the, like the yeah, self writer, the, the self writer with the shade. Oh, okay. That got replaced by a stick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they took it all off and just replaced it with like a piece of aluminum pipe or something. I thought. I think I thought if I. I was going to put that in here, but I thought I was going to rip off uh, that guy Draco that does the BattleBots update website because he's talked about how stupid that thing is before. <laughs> um, Earl, what do you got in this one? Uh, I, I feel like the, I voted the rake because it, it kind of backfired the most on a team. 
but I wasn't quite. I didn't know if anybody wanted to go different on that one. And Broncos plangers are always a uh, an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The twangers really did uh, didn't didn't help the season. All right, we'll go. With I don't that. know. I just I just feel like it, it makes it easier to wedge that thing. Yeah, and I mean it, it kind of turns like an old lady in a Cadillac too. I think it's another problem with Bronco. Um, all right, now I got the uh, the Hal Rucker Award. Uh, this is for the best or worst post-match facial expression. So, oh, it's um, got to be Al Kindle, right? Well, I mean, I guess we're gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> now, the the first nominee for the Hal Rucker Award, Hal Rucker for Duck versus Lockjaw, because uh, we yeah. had him on and he thought he won that fight, or at least thought he deserved a closer in that fight. Um, Al Kindle, blacksmith yeah. versus Sawblaze. Um, Sam McCamus, Gruffy Tombstone, and he looked disappointed. I don't know if he looked straight up pissed or anything. Um, and then in victory, Gary Jinn, oh, free shipping yeah. versus Railgun uh, Max. <laughs> no, you might have to give it to Gary Jinn because even he was surprised when his name got called in that decision. I got to go with Al. I had to turn away from the TV just watching his face. He was just scaring me at home. I'm like, what did I do, Al? Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go with Al on that one. All right. I don't know. I'm gonna I fast forward through that stuff, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. When uh when Battle Boss airs in Canada, it does so at nine o'clock on a Monday night. Hmm. So you're kind so, of So uh I mean I'm getting ready to go to bed for work in the morning by the time the show airs and so I just kinda of fast forward through some of that stuff to be honest. Understood. Oh, I, you're not the only one. Don't now, worry. Earl, did you think, uh, like, Al thought he won that fight, the, uh, you know, Blacksmith versus Sawblaze. How did you feel about that one? Uh, I, I was right on the edge, but when you look at the fact that Sawblaze's weapon wasn't working at the end, I, I'm, I'm with Al on that one at the end. Like, it, it didn't come across great on the TV, but his uh, hammer saw wasn't even working towards the end. Okay. And Al, Al took a lot of more superficial, more obvious damage. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Sawblaze had the non-functional weapon at the end. Agreed. And that's um, how kind of touched on that too. It was kind of a chicken and egg thing, and especially with a bot like Hal's, is he would say, you know, well, like when a weapon is not working, how are the judges determining whether that's just something that broke or whether that's something that he broke with his bot? And especially having a non-kinetic energy like him, he kind of thinks sometimes they don't give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah and I, I, I'm i not 100% sure. I mean, I, I think the hammer hitting them where the belts were across the belts to cause the hammer saw not to work. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not you know, I, I thought it was close. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't, I kind of thought Al should have had it, but, hey, if, yeah. if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you want to win, don't let it go to the judges, right? Then you don't have to worry about it. Agreed. And we, we've touched on Al a couple times here. Go ahead, Robbie. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just want to point something out. So, Earl, are you taking notes from Al here? Because what's the difference between a spear and a hammer when it comes to judge decisions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like I said, the reason I picked the spear is because it makes me one on the pile of spears to choose from. I understand that a spinner is obviously the most effective thing you're ever going to have, but I'm there to have fun and put on a show and yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to just destroy them or, uh, or or pretty much lose the judge's decision, you know. 
just how it's going to go. But, you know, me, I'll drive it till the wheels come off, and then I'll still try to, try to keep driving. Yeah. we. I got to admit, Earl, we missed you this season. We really did, you know? I mean, I goofed on you a couple times last season, and then, you know, at the end of the season, I was paying more attention, especially after I had you on. And, you know, I mean, I love original bots. You know, I love bots that aren't just, you know, the same old vertical spinner time after time. And I found a lot of things to like about it. And when you didn't come back this season... I was a little sad. I'm like, I don't have Earl to pick on this season. He didn't get you to know? make a single fist joke. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you got to provide some good fodder, right? I just didn't get the chance this year. Yeah, I, so- I had a few things going on, both financial and personal. It just a bunch of little things piled up to the point. And then uh, when they moved the filming date out into the middle of my work outage, I just couldn't do it. It just, I had to, I had to say, just, sit back. And I'm glad I did because I've been. I've been working on Bale's pair um, for OMS, <laughs> and uh, you know I've been tweaking this, changing that. I did some prototyping and aluminum framing. Um, I'll probably be fighting the aluminum robot in uh, Maker Fair, though the final version will be AR. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been really just taking my time building the next one. Um, you know, trial and error, and I think you'll see a much better product if. If there's season five, if I get selected, if I get to go, um, you know, I've really put a lot of work into it. My spear this season, I've custom machined an end for the cylinder. So instead of a three eighths inlet, I have a three quarter inlet instead of having a hose, the valve is going to be hooked directly to the cylinder. Um, you know, with a buffer tank directly on the valve, like I'm really looking at improving the kick of that spear because I'm, I, I don't next season, I don't want to come out at the end and then everybody's saying, well, that spear didn't do anything true it's going to destroy something it may be me but it's going to destroy something (laughs) hey i mean somebody's getting their butt kicked and someone might be me but we're going to find out (laughs) yeah that's cool i mean it's I, i think a lot of times it just takes you know a few iterations um you know i mean hell i mean we're talking about um you know blacksmith i mean he's improved year to year and even if you know you're Maybe he's not going to beat Bite Force, but damn it, he's entertaining every single fight. You are entertained when you watch a blacksmith fight. So, you know, if we, if we can achieve that, then that's a victory. So, I mean, you know, we'll be there. Um, I think we might even be announcing some of the fights. Who knows? Maybe they'll let us judge, too. I don't know. But That's scary. <laughs> that'd probably be a bad idea, that part. But even the announcing. I'll have to come up with some more nicknames for you if I do the intros to any of your matches, though. Because <laughs> I'm going to be rooting for you. Um let me see. Did I have... Well, you had one more. All right. I just got a couple more questions. I guess, you know, Robbie's got to get to bed soon. I don't... Is it 9.30 there or 8.30? Oh, we're at 9.30. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll sum it up here pretty quickly. Um, worst hazard. That's the last main thing I had. And then I'll just ask you, like, one or two general oh, questions. I you skipped the knockout. Oh, shit. I did. Sorry. Ooh. What, oh, yeah. Water. We can say shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Best hit. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this is the best hit or like, KO. Oh my god, whichever. he's freaking out about cussing. Yeah, I know. Um, we have that red E for a reason, Darn Mister. Right. So um, I've got Witch Doctor versus Gigabyte, and just take your pick which hit in that match because there was tons of them. Um, Endgame versus Cobalt. That one was pretty nasty. Um, Yeti versus Unicorn. Uh, I had Hydra versus Warhawk when we were speaking of that earlier. Um, and finally, I had Saw Blaze with the snip against Son of Wayachi. I had to respect the Saw and put one of those in. Um, that was impressive. There's a ton here, though, so I'm sure you can go off script with one of these. Um, 
I think mine was Witch Doctor versus Gigabyte. I spent that whole match out of my chair. Especially once they said, oh, yeah, we turned the weapon down. Yeah. Um, no, mine was uh, Endgame on Cobalt. As much as, you know, Cobalt came on and, you know, with such a fury, man, did it get punted versus Endgame. So, like, I mean, just right up the glass. You know, I think I had Cobalt Duck on here, but I was only going to use one of each team. So, uh, so what was you guys' favorite hit this season? I'm going to say... Um Nelly versus Deep Six. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. That was the most frightening, I think. The double KO. (laughs) He destroyed both bots. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was very on point for Deep Six, too. You weren't getting a three-minute match out of them. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they will ever go three minutes. Oh, hell no. 30 seconds is going to be enough. Ravi, you got a best hit in this one? That's a pretty good one. I'm not sure. I think uh, almost anything with Cobalt, almost, I think, almost has to be. Anytime they connected that weapon. Like, Agreed. Those yeah. were amazing hits. Yeah, that, that duck fight was just, just nonstop. I mean, if it was anybody but duck, that thing would have just been pieces on the floor. So, um, All right. Now, I got, let's see, one more, and then I'm just going to ask you guys both uh, like one generic question here, and I'll let you guys go. Um, the worst hazard... So what might you get rid of on the, when they do the new floor? Um, the pulverizer, the, the kill saw slots, because they seem to do more uh, damage to teams than the kill saws. The floor in general, um, or the screws? Screws. Don't like slots. the screws? screws. Yeah, the slots kind of, um, the slots kind of messed up, Hy- uh, not Hydra, um, Gruff this season, that Gruff endgame yeah. match. And um and it took Cobalt somewhat out against Duck, possibly. Well, I think that was just the floor in general. But the slots, I mean, like, you saw Lockjaw kept getting stuck in the slots, which I didn't mind because I uh, unconditionally really hate that thing for some reason. Uh, <laughs> uh. But, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, Gruff. I think they would have gone much further in the Desperado tournament had they not gotten stuck in the slots. So, Robbie, what's your, uh, why don't you like the screws? You were the one that kind of veered from us there. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the screws, mostly because, you know, they're, they can decide a match, which I like. I like the fact that they can decide a match. Okay. What I don't like is that the uh, the reversal thing seems to be a little fickle, right? Hmm. You're not always getting the same countdown on the reverse. You're not always getting the same... Sometimes they don't reverse because they're broken or something. Yeah. It seems like a catch-22, right? It's like, uh, I mean, you know... I don't know. I don't like the screws for those reasons. All right. Just want some more consistency out of them. I agree with you. I don't like the anti-jamming thing on the screws. I think that like that's why the screws are there to jam somebody up in them. They, they like I don't think they should reverse. All right. So um, I guess kind of a, a, a final particular question. Um, now if you were elected king, emperor, CEO of BattleBots, what is one thing that you would change? Uh, we'll start with Earl on this one. Uh, we're talking about like the general all over. Or are you talking about in the in the box or um anything? Anything, honestly. I mean, you can say no left-handed people if you want. That's your thing. I, think I would change the box terrain from a flat floor, but that would also that would I'm also partial because I monster truck everything. So. Yeah, oh, you know, Huge said the same thing. Yeah, they're like you could put sand in there. We don't care. 
Also, look at the abuse of power, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> it don't even have to be the whole arena, but you know, it's. I feel like the meta of low floor scraping wedge and disc. I, I they do a good job of picking enough other types of bots, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd like to see something to change that up a little bit. The only thing I think of was a little terrain in the floor, of course. And again, Tombstone and everybody else has been putting some good terrain in the floor, so yeah. So, do you like the Robot Wars, like the UK arena, better, or are you still more of a BattleBots arena fan? No, I prefer the, the BattleBots arena. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, I'd like to see some more diversity in designs. Gotcha, understood. Yeah, now get ready when you come down for Maker Fair because it's, um, I mean, well, it is just flat, but it's kind of narrow. So it, I'm trying to think what that would favor. Um, I was sort of curious, like how. Well, I just I just think it puts it it keeps the bots in contact with each other. There's not a whole lot of room for running away, and especially since there's no uh, KE weapons, it's just it, you know it requires a little more skill to navigate. I'd say. Yeah. So Ravi, we've elected you um, Emperor of Battle Bots. What are you going to change? Oh man! <laughs> but only one thing you is only the get list one. long or only short one here. Thing. Or what's the first thing. thing you do? I mean, what was the, what's the first thing you implement of many? First thing I would do is figure out what the heck is going on with this crab walking business. Okay. Okay. What? Yeah, what is the definition true. of the crab walk? What is the count out? What is the timer like? It was very inconsistent. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and. and just some man, the crab walk is part of the sport. You know, an effective crab walk can win a fight. True. You know, and this is, I think it's the first time we've seen them really take the crab walk to town on controlled movement, on whether it is or it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, if a robot can just, is only doing circles, call them out. No problem there. If they're able to effectively crab walk into some lateral motion, let them go. Let them fight. But I felt like there was a lot of conflicted, uh, calls on what is and what isn't a crab walk. And then there was some conflict on when do we start the clock? When do we start counting them out? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of, I mean, and you're there. Now, when they when they do start the, um, basically, the judge in the pit with you, is there any kind of set limit of time that they'll start asking you, you know, show me movement or I'm going to start the countdown? Or is it just sort of arbitrary with the judge? Or the it, uh, there may be a time it felt a little arbitrary, but there might be a countdown uh, or a specific time they have in mind. Okay. This season, it, it felt a little bit more arbitrary than uh, previous. Gotcha. And it's it's hard to tell on television because we don't know what they're editing and what they aren't. So it's it's yeah. one of those things I have to take to you know Reddit or Facebook and kind of read what the teams say about it before I really start to you know make a decision. I mean, even with the whole. Um, Saw Blaze like hitting after the bell thing against Son of Waiachi. And if you even listen to the announcing, you can hear, um, I think Kenny say like 10 seconds left when it only says five seconds on television. So you know what they're saying. It's true. And it's just one of those things you don't know with editing. So, all right. Well, we won't keep you in much, well, too much I, longer can here. Can I ask yeah. one more question? Yes, you can, Brian. You so you guys, you're the, you're the kings of BattleBots. Do you declare the humble hot dog in a bun a sandwich? You're getting crickets yeah, now. I mean, that, that depends, you know. Um, Earl, what are your thoughts? Are, is cereal soup? Uh, yeah, it's a well, breakfast as the, soup. As 
the Earl of Sandwich, I uh, yes. declare that a bun is not two individual pieces of bread, therefore it is not a sandwich. It could be a hoagie, maybe, but it's not a sandwich. God, the I'm man so, is the Earl of Sandwich, I'm so too. disappointed that nobody agrees with me. <laughs> hoagie. It bums What's me What's the definition out. of a hoagie? Uh, uh, yeah, you're Canadian. You're not down here in Philly where we got hoagies, subs, heroes. Depends on what area code you're in. You can argue about it, but it's it's a it's a roll. It's it's basically yeah. So that that would make a, a roll, but that it, would make a hoagie a, not a sandwich. Right? Near, is well, a burger sandwich? A hoagie isn't a sandwich. A sandwich is two pieces of bread in my mind. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're being consistent here. So right, subway is a burger a sandwich? Is it a beef sandwich? What is a burger then? Yeah, I don't know. A, I leave I leave a. I leave a uh, hinge in the back of my burger bun, so. Not nah, well. I'd, like most restaurant like burgers, that. I'd say you when you get them, they're. Uh, I'd say most restaurant burgers are a sandwich. I like the hinge though. I, I kind of do that with the bun too, if I can. If I got like a thick burger bun, so. Uh, w- one more th- while while food is on the subject, Earl. If you happen to want to bring down any pork roll. Uh, when you come to Orlando, I do believe the missus would appreciate that. For some reason, she seems okay. <laughs> she had said she heard, she listened to our podcast last season, and Earl talked about uh, bringing a pork roll to one of the tournaments. She goes, "Oh my gosh, I love pork roll! Like I've never had it before in my life." But okay, so <laughs> well, s- send me a message uh, like that Wednesday before. All right, just so I remember. I- I'm not saying I won't necessarily remember, but that would definitely help because I'm driving down, so I could throw it in the cooler. That ain't no big deal. Sweet. And you know, uh, are you are you bringing the family with you, or was, is that too much temptation for them to want to go to like Disney World? Um, it'll just be me. All right, I don't blame that. Yeah, hey, you, Earl, did you uh, did you get your Airbnb sorted out for uh, Orlando? Yeah, it only cost me double, and now I'm 25 mi- uh, minutes away. I'm not particularly happy about that. Hmm. I got I had an Airbnb booked and. Two or three days ago at 1130 at night, uh, the host canceled my reservation. Um, so as you know, it's basically a month out and you need to do at least two months ahead of time to get close to Orlando. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, like you can't even leave feedback with Airbnb. They just automatically generate a such and such canceled their date within 32 days of the stay. Um, so it's costing me double what it was going to cost me to go down there. And I'm 25 minutes away instead of five. Oh. Um, it is sorted out, but I'm not happy about it. Hmm. I would say keep hmm. looking because there's a lot of places around there, but you know, I know well, not, not being in state, it's probably a little more difficult and you want to make sure you got it locked down. Well, I have, I have a couple of people riding with me and a couple of people that are meeting there. So I had gotten a three bedroom place. Gotcha. And originally it was like two hundred and fifty dollars, and now it's over five hundred. You know, I hope total, not I, per day. Yeah, total, total. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, well, no, I, and the only thing down there, the cheapest stuff down there with three bedrooms was two hundred dollars a day. Yeah, right by the by the Maker Fair. But I mean, it's everybody's already booked their stuff, right? And they're, you know, that stuff goes out months in advance. Gotcha. I'm like for 500 a night. I hope you're staying at the castle at Disney World because, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't, nah, that's that's more understandable because we're looking at getting like a two bedroom here for like Brian and I and our respective others possibly. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that sounds about right. So, um, <clears throat> well, I more like a locomotive, so I couldn't do that to anybody else. I have to have my own bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So now, Earl, before we let you go, um, 
might we see you in any events in this coming year? Well, I mean, I'll be at a Maker Fair. I don't oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be a Motorama, and I'm sure Ravi will be a two in February again. All right. Um, you know, hopefully BattleBots. We'll see. We're still right. waiting to hear about season five, and then you know there has to be a season five, which it looks good. Yeah. I have to get accepted, and then I have to make sure I can afford it. <laughs> gotcha. You know, and a lot of ifs. All right. So, Ravi, what's uh, what's the future hold for you in Robot Combat? Uh, let's see. We've got a uh, big show coming up locally in Toronto this uh, November, November 2nd, 3rd. Uh, we're hosting a Bot for All event at the Big Square One Mall up in this area. So that's fun. We're planning for that right now. Motorama's coming up, so we're, prep- we're going to prep for Motorama in February. That's at Harrisburg, Pennsylvania at the uh, Motorama Complex. Cool. Or, sorry, the Farm Show Complex for uh, Northeastern Robotics. Hmm. And then, of course, we're hoping to make our way to Season 5 uh, sometime uh, next year. Whenever they figure that one out. Yeah, we definitely hope to see you back. Um, Bot Brawl, will there be any like live events streaming online? Yeah, we're planning a live stream. Uh, we did one last time. That was a, kind of our first uh, proper go at it, and we're going to try it again this time around. Um, and that'll be streamed through our Twitch stream and our Facebook page. Oh, okay. Simply, uh, you know, Bot Brawl Robot Fighting League or BotBrawl.tv. Cool. Yeah, I was about to ask if it was still botbrawl.ca because I do have that one bookmarked because I was watching some last year. So, all right, we won't keep you guys. I know it's getting late, but uh, it was great having you on, and uh, hopefully we'll have you guys back soon. And, Earl, I'll see you in about a month, and I'll be rooting for you. All right, yeah, I'll see you guys then. All right, right. take care, everybody. Thanks Thanks a lot. All right, have a good night, guys. You too. Bye. Later. folks we're back and how how fun was that yeah gotta again thank uh ravi babalal and earl pancoast the earl of sandwich by yeah. the way apparently a hot dog is a hoagie the not earl a sandwich. hath spoken yeah <laughs> can't argue it anymore i'm gonna have to come up with a new one for next season we could do the uh we could do the sandwich one the whole um would you rather have a sandwich where from a bakery where it's just top-notch first-class bread yeah and say run-of-the-mill like deli meat or would you rather have a sandwich from a deli where it's just you know world-ending meat and just run-of-the-mill like wonder bread or something wonder bread's all right though it's all right slap some butter on it throw it in a frying pan it's all right but if you know if you if you got some bakery like some hipsters (laughs) some guy with like a you know nine foot long beard and a top hat like cooking the bread fresh yeah I would go with the bread and the average meat, personally. I don't know. I think I'd be the opposite, so... But I mostly just eat, like, turkey and ham. I'm not having, like, capicola or, you know, like, corned beef or any of these, like, New York delicatessen-type meats on my sandwich, so... Or I could... The question could just simply be, how do you feel about charcuterie? Oh, see, yeah, I could care less. I know. That's... Because don't don't put lunch meat on a plate and charge me forty five dollars for it just because it has a fancy name. Oh, exactly. Underrated p- part of a sandwich, though. Sometimes good cheese. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's a place close to your work, by the way. I think that you know the the bread's all right. The meat's not bad. It's it's fresh. Great cheese. Just absolutely nails the sandwich for me. All right, so.
We have... That's your food talk for the day. <laughs> well, yeah, we got to get off this question or else this podcast is going to be two hours long. Yeah. We talk about food all day. We're getting there. Uh, <laughs> so we've, uh, we've gotten through season four. We've had quite a few teams on. Uh, started off with Witch Doctor and uh, from the Amazon Live event had such high hopes. I'm so glad they got revenge. Yeah, and I would say at the very least they met the expectations this season. I mean... Got second and yeah. gave him gave him a good whirl in the in the championship. Well, uh, well, we fi- we've heard an interesting tidbit uh, at the watch party. So before we went in to watch the episode, we kind of caught Andrea out um, in the little like where they had all the bots yes. dashed on display, and so we just kind of asked her about it, and she said, "Yeah, as soon as we knew we were fighting Tombstone, we actually built a second one." Hmm. So they brought two complete bots just because they knew in the turnaround time, whatever damage they got from Tombstone, they wouldn't be able to fix it in time. On the Amazon event? Yeah. Yeah. So they immediately had a fresh bot to throw in there against uh, uh, Bronco. Probably important for a live event like that because the turnaround time has got to be fairly quick. Yeah. You can't really do like a Paul Ventimiglia take the entire thing apart and put it back together again no so you kind of have to have probably gonna have to have like two bots or something like that but i do hope that we see some more live events at some point yeah it was was pretty fun um like you said though just knowing that you're going up against tombstone definitely not gonna get it fixed it was just kind of one of those interesting tidbits that you you don't normally find out like on the tv show it's just kind of like you ask them in person they're like Oh, that was satisfying, though. Oh, yeah. To win that. So, not going to pick any favorites or anything like that. But at the same time, um, biggest interview we had. Well, what do you mean, biggest? I mean, biggest. I mean, I don't mean, like, weight of the person or anything like that or length. But, um, well, I can't say favorite. Yeah, you can. You really had a favorite interview? Yeah. All right, what was it? Death Roll. Oh, okay. When uh, <laughs> when she came back with, but we did discover Applebee's. Oh, Julie? Yeah, yeah not in that accent. My accent, that was horrible. Yeah, that was kind of so- southern accent. Oh, that there. was so great. Miles from Death Roll gave us a good uh, American accent, though. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, those two were cads. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, a lot of times we don't know what we're getting when we come into these interviews because I've maybe, you know, been talking back and forth with them via messenger can't really convey attitude right but, especially um, when they're 14 hours ahead and so it's it's not like you can sometimes hold a conversation so no it's like that they're was, getting back to you 12 hours later yeah that was great of them to get back with us a couple of times i think i forgot may have either texted them like god awful early in the morning <laughs> i think the worst i think i may have done that to a couple of british teams sorry about that but um yeah they were really good i think the, the biggest interview I would say, and just judging by the um, you know people that listened, was Leanne from Valkyrie. Yeah, that was fun um, too. Because it we was gotta get her back on. Oh yeah, because it was newsworthy. I guess you could say. Um, like at the time of the interview, she had just done the whole like Twitter gate thing where she'd kind of goofed on Will. Yeah. About his uh, emotional interview, uh, and then you know some people were getting on for that, and then. Um, Again, not to be outdone, uh, she had kind of taken to Twitter again, um, talking about some uh, impersonators, some Valkyrie yeah. impersonators there, and um, just 
it, it seemed like the conversation steered, and I didn't even steer it in this direction, where people are like, yeah, she was on this podcast, and she was talking about it. Bam, link. And then, like, hundreds more people listened. So, <laughs> yeah. It's but, so far the most listened to episode uh, on this feed. So. But, you know, aside from that, I've listened a couple of times, and she was absolutely fantastic. And yeah. it's, like, you know, you hear some, like, really good things about it, and it's got to be kind of difficult. It's it's something that you love, and yet you seem to have to fight that much harder because you're female yeah. at this. And it's, it's, you know, it's like a love-hate thing. Like, I love what I'm doing, but some of the people sometimes can really make you question it. And she's, you know, she got into it about that, like how you know, hard it's been and how, you know, and you can definitely see from her that she's trying to like throw the ladder back over to help some other people get through this and make it out the other side. Like she doesn't want to see people, women obviously, but you know, anybody, I mean, she seems to like the, you know, all the like young teams, she doesn't want to see anybody get discouraged by this or, you know, maybe just have like a couple of things mansplained to them. Like, uh, you don't know what you're doing. Get out of here. And you can you can feel that when you listen to that uh, you know recording again, and she's absolutely fantastic. All right, so what? Who was your favorite interview? And yes, I'm saying favorite. Hmm. I don't know if I necessarily had a you favorite, have a favorite. favorite. Um, just, just tell us the one that was the most interesting, especially going back and listening to a couple of times, was Shatter. Because Adam, obviously, he has a way of, like, he wants to do things a little differently, and he wants to do things that people said can't be done. And I listened to him, and obviously, when we're doing the podcast, I'm having to, like, remember my next question. So I'm kind of always getting notes together, and I'm listening, you know, so I can respond. But I don't always get to take everything in at once. So when he was talking about, you know, the wheels... On that, you know, and how he, you know, basically is just kind of like drifting across the floor. I didn't quite understand. And I didn't quite understand, you know, some things about the hammer either. But then you get to the event and you're watching. And even sometimes when we did the interviews on um, TV, but just watching the event and all of a sudden it makes sense to you. And you're like, I get it. I get it now. I get it. And it was just it, I had a, like a couple of moments like that with his bot, and also him and Mary were really funny. Yeah, so that was a good one. Um, okay, best story. You got one for that? Best story. Well, wouldn't it be Death Roll? Like coming out in 2016 and have such a such a poor showing then, and then oh, I meant best story. They actually told us. Uh oh. Uh well. Um. But I agree, they were the biggest surprise. Well, see, this one's hard to because. And well, I'll to be perfectly on, honest, I will touch on that though, real quick. It kind of reminded me, Julie talking about their success this season, kind of reminded me of huge last season when they were like, "We did not see this coming at all." Yeah, <laughs> like we really didn't plan for it, and it was kind of funny with Julie that she said. You know, it was a little more fun the first time that I got to play around and talk with everybody, but we had to be all serious this time because we were competing. Well, yeah, and they they kept having to fix their robot because they kept going farther and farther. So, yeah, uh, and, they had they they were a lot busier this time, and it was a fantastic run again. But, yeah, uh, uh, the, see, the best story, it's not, like just some of it is hard to say because 
there's some stories we heard not recording and oh I yeah don't i'm talking know. on tape well that's what i mean i don't like it's hard for me to distinguish which ones are and aren't recorded <laughs> yeah we don't have to and i don't want to say i don't want to accidentally slip well, up and yeah. say something that that we didn't put on the podcast i mean i know there was that time that you know um like that jonathan beat up that drifter just so he could feel something again yeah. but we won't go into that no you know well and maybe <laughs> maybe connecticut pizza being a thing yeah, that was cool. We had a couple of teams yeah. talk about that. Um, I mean, it was it was interesting. The whole like um, the cat and mouse game that Ribot was playing was really funny. Um, everything Peter and uh, Jonathan tell us is pretty amusing. Yeah. See, and, I, we we first heard about the whole Ribot Endgame thing, you know, off recording, and I couldn't remember if we when we talked to Ribot if we actually recorded that. But now now that you say it, I, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, they told us about that part. It yeah. was pretty cool. Um, I'd say my best story, uh, the, the most int- funniest story I heard was uh, John Flack from Extinguisher telling us about their road trip and how they got pulled over oh, by like, yeah, Border yeah, Patrol. Yeah. I remember that. Who looked in their trailer, <laughs> saw a bunch of battle bots. And I got to imagine to somebody that's, I, I'm assuming it was on this side, I, I, I had to imagine that they were just like, what in God's name is yeah. this? So I'm surprised they didn't end up in jail. Yeah, I, I was actually talking with uh, John Senior about that, and he had a good laugh about that too. <laughs> kind of said the same thing. Like they were just like, "What on earth?" Are you? you know, kind of thought they like strip the robots to search for weed. Yeah, that would have sucked if they would have been like, "Here, take these things apart." Like, really, I got to do this like five times in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> well, and some because some of the bots weren't even theirs. Yeah, true. You, you you get there with like Captain Shredderator in pieces, and it's like, well, I mean, this was going to happen thirty seconds into a match anyway. Heyo, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was funny. I just and it was kind of amusing coming from uh, John too, who had just never really been on a road trip like that, and then it's just bam, cross country trip. That was pretty awesome. All right, so we done best story, favorite guest. Um, I'd well, say my biggest surprise team too was was just Ribot. I wasn't sure if they were going to be like super serious, like we're this you know Boston team from uh, WPI. We're going to be all serious. I should have known better when they have a giant frog on their bot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, they were great. Yeah, they were really fun. And um, so was I, I. Felt bad that we kind of acted like with Jameson, like, oh, yeah, we thought you were kind of a jerk. Like, I didn't really, I just wondered maybe that he was, like, a really intense guy. Yeah. And that maybe he was, like, super serious about this. We didn't and, tell him that he was a jerk. We just said the show kind of portrayed him as a jerk. Oh, that that's what I mean. Um, <laughs> but I, I did think that there was possibility that he could be, like, you know, uber serious guy about this and maybe wouldn't want to come on with a couple schmucks sitting on their couch talking about it. Ah, well, I mean, come on. But, you know, again... Who doesn't really, want to talk to a couple of schmucks on their couch? Again, really cool. And when I li- when I watch some of his fights again, a lot of what he says starts to make sense to me to an extent. So. I will say, getting all of this, like, inside judging knowledge and stuff, it makes you think a little bit more about the fights. Oh, yeah, like from... Um, Oh, who did we talk to about? We talked to everybody about judging, but yeah, Lilith kind of giving us the breakdown on yeah. the judging was pretty cool. Um, having some Tampa teams was kind of fun too. Like I said, we did some, we did a little local roadies. Um, 
went to the Gruff Watch party. That was kind of amusing. They fought Copperhead. And, of course, afterwards I just asked them, like, because it looked close on TV. I'm like, so did you guys think you won the fight? And they were like, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It's like, oh, okay, you never know. So, um, And then, yeah. But then if you go back and ask them if they won the Tombstone fight, the answer is a little different. Well, Sam's pretty diplomatic about I it. I know. Jason was a little more like, yeah, I thought we won that one. <gasps> um, people were booing at the uh, Extinguisher watch party because they thought Extinguisher won. Yeah, that that decision was a little surprising to me. But at the same time, he was having drive issues too, and the hammer wasn't completely working. So, I mean, yeah. I, it's one of those ones that I wasn't surprised either way. But I would say it was fun because now I almost feel like you know, it's a part of me too a bit that BattleBots is on a sports bar and there's a playoff baseball game on too. It's not like it was just, you know, like WNBA or something. And people were getting into it. Yeah. And granted, they knew that there were people there from the show, but it was on our wall of televisions next to us. Did he have the bot there? He had the bot there. Nice. And um yeah, people were getting it was the uh it was the um Desperado tournament and people were getting into some of these matches. So it's it's something that I think if people give a chance to, it's pretty entertaining for everybody. So is there any other uh any other quick thoughts you want to make before we end this season wrap up spectacular? Yeah, how are we gonna do play by play at uh, Robot Ruckus? Oh, you think that's know. gonna work? <laughs> Which one of us honestly which one of us do you think is better? Would be better at this? Well, I, I don't know who's Chris and you. who's Kenny. Hmm. Well, because well, neither of them's really the expert. Oh my god! I'd have to be Chris out of those two. I'm guessing. Do you have cauliflower <laughs> ear? No, and I'm okay. not going to sit here and punch myself in the ears either. <laughs> it just yeah, looks weird. If they're doing play by play, though, I think that might be you. Uh, we'll if it's see. like an inner, if it's like a you know recording for online, then maybe I could do that. But doing like the loudspeaker, well, although maybe I could probably do like a deep voice, like in this corner. Yeah, we'll see. But I won't do a Farouk. <laughs> I, I would do yeah. a Farouk for like Earl and John's teams. I would come up with some nicknames for them that they hated, and. <laughs> <laughs> and now in this in the blue square. He's the Fisto, Fisto Roboto. I was going to say Captain Stabbing, too, but I don't know if everybody would get that Ooh. joke. Don't and Google children. that. Yeah, there's children don't in the Google. audience. Can't say that. Or black dra- or a bad dragon. Yeah, see, and you have to remember, if we do this, th- there's going to be children in the audience. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, we were there last year, and I, I, know. I, I know my audience. I'm not going to, like, do... I'm not going to do like an Eddie Murphy impersonation in front of kids. but I did have to cut one joke from this podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just more offensive. But that's my <laughs> typical. That's typical me. You know me. I'm, I know. Hey, 9-11 <laughs> joke? Let's go. You know? Oh, please stop saying that. Okay. But uh, um, I'm kidding. I know. But yeah. Um, I know you're kidding. All right. But, but do does the people, the people know you're know? kidding? I don't know. But... <laughs> Again, thanks to everybody that has come on. Um, there's not one team that I had on that I would not have back on again if they wanted to be on. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to have Earl on again. Yeah, it's a good point. He ruined my hot dog question again. <laughs> the man has a skunk as a pet, though. <laughs> like an, the most interesting man in middle New Jersey. All right, folks. Well, follow us on SoundCloud and Facebook and 
There's definitely going to be some pictures and links to come from the Orlando Maker Fair. Uh, the Robot Ruckus at Orlando Maker Fair. If I could ever figure or, out how to post pictures on there, I would be all over it. Or Robo Truckus. Robo Truckus, yes. I am looking forward to that event. So, um, and also we're on iTunes. Uh, you know, hit the like buttons. Hit the subscribe buttons. Yeah. Hit the, and if, hit the review buttons. Give us four, at least four stars. And if you're at Robo Truckus and see us, come up and say, hey, I may actually have a few giveaways there. Maybe. I, I didn't know this. Maybe. Doesn't give me podcast swag. Good night, all. That's not true. Yeah. I can't. Say, I can't say that's not true because he gave me a stick. Darn right. <laughs> Yay! All right, folks. We'll catch you later. Good night. Music for the Breaking Bots podcast is courtesy of Dan Moriarty and his band A Troop of Echoes. Available on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Music. You can also check out his website. A troop of echoes, all one word, dot bandcamp dot com.